0: Looking forward to bringing you some exciting news. Welcome to Hand of Pod. Gentlemen boys and girls welcome to episode 325 of Hand of Pod. I'm Sam Kelly and I'm joined this week by Andres, no, Tony. Hello. And English Dan. Hello and happy Valentine's Day to all of you Argentine football lovers. Yes, we love you all. <laughs> we do. We particularly love our Patreon supporters, so thank you very much if you're one of those. Um and it's also time to express our undying love for a new sponsor Hand of Pod. Um, has a sponsor for actually the second time because we have had a sponsor before but this one is um is giving us money rather than just paying for our fanet, um and it's one that that i've been um talking to for a while because it it struck me that that our listeners were, were going to be quite closely aligned with their interests um fanatis have come on board and agreed to begin supporting the podcast um You'll hear more about that in a little while. If you're outside Latin America in particular, Fanatis have the best service um, available to watch uh, football from across the region. in it as well like saying as we're the
1: best Argentine football podcast?
0: No, because you've got betting websites and stuff oh, as well. Yeah. But I think the Fanatis, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to try it out while I was home in England um, a few months ago. Um, and yeah, I, th- I thought it was very good. You get the, the, at least for the Argentine league games, you get the local. Um, the the coverage that we get on tv you know the same commentators and the same production and everything streamed uh it's legal it costs oh god how much does it cost about six dollars a month or something um and if you continue to listen then in the first bit of the second half of this current episode you will get to hear um about how one of our lucky listeners can win a six-month free subscription to fanatis uh, so continue to listen and I'll have to try and remember that I just said this. We can explain uh, how the contest is going to work. Um, but yes, there is also going to be a link going live, by the way, um, shortly afterwards. Which you might want to wait until next week's episode when you can find out whether you want the free one or not. Um, but for those who don't, we'll be able to get a 20% discount from their first three months of Fanatis subscription Yay. by by following the link that they're going to provide for Hand of Pod. A great offer,
1: really. I Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic.
0: Um, anyway, with that all said, thank you very much to Fanatis and welcome on board. And sorry for a slightly chaotic first um, sponsorship message. Uh, I'll, I'll get better at them, I promise. Um, and here are the results from round 18 of the Superliga. I hope you're sitting down when you hear the first one, if you haven't already heard it. On Friday evening, Tigre and Banfield drew 4-4. In a match that was 3 all after 32 minutes and um, disappointed a little bit for the last hour. Huracán and Vele Sarsfield drew 1-1 and Lanús beat Gimnasia y Ecrima La Plata 2-0. On Saturday, in La Plata, a bit surprisingly, Estudiantes beat Patronato 1-0 with a Jonathan Schunke header from a corner. Uh, Atlético Tucumán and Tacheres drew 0-0. In Abechanera, Independiente beat Unión 2-1, and of course, as we mentioned last week, Colón against San Lorenzo was postponed due to dengue. Godoy Cruz 3, San Martín de Tucumán 2 was a match that I'm guessing none of us saw on Sunday. No.
2: Uh,
0: and the reason I saw um, bits of it. The reason I'm yeah. guessing none of us saw it, at least in its entirety, was that it was on at the same time as Newell's Old Boys versus Rosario Central. Which wasn't quite as good a match Um, Mm. It finished nil-nil We have obviously got a couple of talking points About the Rosario Clásico Which we'll get onto in a minute River Plate beat Racing 2-0 Belgrano drew 1-1 At home with Boca Juniors Defensive Ticia beat Argentinos Juniors 2-1 with another 95th minute winner And if you remember what we were saying last week And your maths is good Then you'll have worked out what that means But we will mention that in a few minutes as well And in the final week, uh, the final weekend of the game, no, the final game of the weekend, Aldo got a 1-0 win at home to San Martín de San Juan in a... Oh, it's not actually a relegation battle. Just a match that no one really was being played, I'm
1: guessing, not even Aldo and San Martín fans.
0: Indeed. Yep. But it does put Aldo into a Copa Sudamericana spot. There you go. At the moment, they're ninth in the table. They've sort of snuck up on us. Um, We've not given them (laughs) any credit... All, all week, but they're above Godoy I all season. They're above Godoy Cruz, they're above Tacheres, and they're above some um, traditionally more well established names in the Primera, let's say. Anyway, talking points. We have to begin with the Classico. We previewed it on last week's Handapod Extra, um, and we're going to review it now. It was crap. Yeah, it was. That's the review. Um, it was more, more, more interesting
2: for whatever happened outside the game Yes, the indeed
0: game. There were plenty of people on Twitter at, uh, Just about at kick-off time Saying, well, this is where we get to the most boring bit Of the Rosario classical, Which is the bit where they have to play a football match um,
1: There were, gonna, were <laughs> ten decent minutes at the end, maybe I thought Yeah, uh, yeah when
0: they got the rush, the
1: yeah. newskeeper Put off a few pretty decent saves Probably that meant Central could have nicked it but.
0: Jeremia Ladesma, the central keeper And Alain Aguirre of Newmals, I think, managed one notable save each during the first 85 minutes, Mm -hmm. in fact, because there were five minutes of stoppage time, and those were included in the last 10 minutes that were decent that you're talking about. And then in those last 10 minutes, um, yeah, Aguirre made about another two or three. Yes. Um, But that was pretty much all there was.
3: Contrary to to the latest River Boca matches, in which it's the biggest classical, um, you could. Uh, preview a uh, uh, boring new match uh, uh, they they are, are managing to, to uh, uh, make real really vibrant and, and, and great uh, matches in the case of news central i, I said i had said uh, that news will score half a goal because uh, i i, I hope that there will uh, be uh, at least a, a piece of, of football but well, i was wrong and and uh, I admit it, of course. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't
2: expect a, an open result. I mean, actually, I kind of expected what happened in the end of the game because usually in this kind of game everything is closed until the last 10 minutes and everyone does mm-hmm. it. Russia either defending the result or going forward to get the draw or winning, which was what yeah, happened. Yeah, so they
0: could snatch a victory. Yeah, yeah.
2: in the last minute and go rampage in the, in the celebration. But there was nothing. Not even good, like, Tackled to talk about, not even that, not even, a, even, little not bit of even a red card, right? Not even a vi- <laughs> not even violence. There, there
0: was yeah. what's that? There was a good scandal though, because when Newell's kitmen, not when Newell's kitmen, sorry, when Central's kitmen, i.e. the kitmen from the away team, arrived at the stadium a couple of hours before the game, uh, they found some of the seats in the dressing room sprinkled with a white powder, which Dan um, dubbed "death dust" tm Death on Twitter. Dust. Um, and apparently shortly after that one or two of these the kit men started um, having respiratory problems and complaining to the security forces and to Newell's and uh, the match eventually ended up taking place because Newell's agreed to allow Central to change in their reserve dressing room rather than yes. the away dressing room um, Dan, I was pretty much reading this in the half hour or so before kick-off thanks mm-hmm. to your tweeting of it so why don't you give us any details that I might have missed from it
1: it has emerged since the game um, after Santa Fe police's biological warfare department, more or less, took samples <laughs> of this powder. There is one? Wow. Apparently so, yeah. Apparently Only,
0: so. only in Santa Fe. <laughs> and and <laughs> only for matters regarding the well, classical. Yes. For, 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 so quickly, it yeah. d-
2: d- makes sense because Rosario is one of the... Most are uh, filled with gangs, seen in Argentina. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, nice. I haven't
1: heard of them doing any chemical attacks, but
3: you know. No, no to chemical attacks. Better but to it have
1: it and not need it than need it and not have it. Maybe for a biological yeah. weapons
3: division. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? You mean the monkeys? Sorry, but you mean the drugs? The the, trials, the, the monkeys, which are the Cartel of Rosario, called no. Yeah, I th- yeah, there's
2: there's cartels in Rosario and yeah. stuff. Yeah, there
3: is. Anyway, yeah. uh,
1: they had nothing to do with this, I believe. So, (laughs) it turned out that the uh, white powder, or death dust, as some cool people are calling it, um, (laughs) was talcum powder, and that. But this is where it gets really strange, because if it was indeed talcum powder, that's innocent enough, right? I'm not sure why it would be present in a cleaned dressing room, but that's neither here nor there. And the intoxicating fumes that left a couple of central kit men worse for wear was apparently kind of the heavy bleach they had tried to use to get rid of the talcum powder which is ridiculous like who cleans up talcum powder with bleach yeah that's like industrial strength bleach which is which the fumes are gonna make people ill that's extreme um it does seem there was a uh, a component of um, of psychological warfare here, right? <laughs> like trying to make the dressing room a little bit unpleasant for central yeah. There's no other way to explain it. It might not have been a, uh, you know, at least it wasn't anthrax or <laughs> or um, what. Well, one of be... the rumors that one of the reports was that it was uh, dead dead people's ashes mixed in with the. Oh uh, yes, that was yeah. with the death dust, um, which kind of inspired my my quizzing uh, of, of this. Because it had dead people in it, apparently. It did not. <laughs> but, yeah, there was definitely some some shenanigans going on, because, I mean, I'm no Martha Stewart, I'm no um, domestic goddess by any means, but I'm pretty sure if I spill talcum powder in, in my bedroom or in my bathroom, I'm not going to try and clean up with bleach.
2: No. That, that just doesn't no, you should, happen. You should be and it's... <laughs> On the
1: subject of the game itself, it just seems like with all this crap that goes along, and obviously as we talked about the other week, Maxi Rodriguez's grandmother, who was always gets shot at or graffitied, her house at least, not her. Um, it seems just both teams are terrified to lose, more, possibly more than in, in other Clásicos, because we saw earlier in the season um, the Atletico-Tucumán-San Martín-Tucumán de uh, derby which was a really open game then did 3-2. As mm. Andres said, uh, uh, Boca River, I mean, I know, you, obviously, uh, familiar, familiarity breeds contempt and they, the two must just be sick of each other by now after playing so many games or even just turning up to matches that don't get played. Um, yeah, Shane derby, as well as throwing up a couple of, at least there's goals usually, I can't remember too many nil nils, but mm. Rosario, we seem to have just got to this point where it's, losing is the worst thing that could possibly happen to
0: anyone it's also exacerbated by the fact that neither of them are particularly good at the moment this is Newell's, true Newell's especially now, going forward like, but, we'll, we'll obviously do the standings in a bit but Newell's are 15th Centrala 17th although they have a game in hand and would go would leapfrog Newell's if they want it um, that's being played in, in like the a couple of hours good. by like the way they against were, River
1: I think they were the first leaders until Racing knocked them off yes. the perch yeah. yeah. Back
0: in like the third or fourth round and they're yeah. certainly better than they were prior to Edgardo Balsa coming in yeah. but you know Edgardo Bausa is, is not the most attack minded manager if in the world you
1: hire Bausa you get what yeah. you look for right and, yeah. and
0: again and Newell's have also improved since the turn of the year but they were terrible last I mean so bad last year Yes. Um, so perhaps some of that also feeds into it. But that's, that's... I, I thought sorry no, no, no. I, I think Manny
3: Rodríguez will give them a bit of more uh, well, quality of course he has quality and Niels, uh I think will uh, at the end uh, take advantage of this. Of course. I mean he can against Boca News
1: played fantastic we all saw it but it's just this kind of mentality when they're playing Central it's like, especially at home it's like mm-hmm. the most important thing Nils aren't playing for anything in particular a win would be nice but if you kind of weighed up the uh, the cost balance, the, the analysis, right? right? A defeat would be much worse than the benefit that a victory would bring. Yeah. So uh, if you're yeah. looking to weigh up the risk, absolutely. Like
3: they, could take, they couldn't take advantage of. of cost of benefit that. analysis, that's of the this. one I was talking about. They couldn't take advantage of this thing of the white powder. powder. Uh, and, and, Shockingly. Uh, yes, uh, and the match was played anyway. That is also another thing that. Yeah. Uh, Re- Revoca was played in
2: Bernabau, this could have been played in No Camp. Uh, I don't know, it's. Yeah, I can't I can imagine the, the, the gate receipts. It's we'll <laughs> quite an arsenal, I idea. Yeah, you know. but well, I was about to say, yeah. did, that's yeah. always available.
0: Did, didn't that uh, game end it n- nil nil? The Copa Argentina, yeah, 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 and, yeah and, and went to penalties. Went to penalties, yeah. yeah. So, so, moving on to, sorry Dan, the title race. Yeah. Um, we're going to begin with Riber Racing, Which was the other Classico of course Of the weekend Slightly more entertaining It was For some people, Yes indeed, A yeah. tiny bit more entertaining um, And uh, the fact that Dan was the first person To say that Should give people I did say for some people like, true. I didn't I wasn't amused at all No but you you're At least able to Recognise well, uh, it. it It was It's true Not particularly good Watching for Racing fans uh, Rassing Went into the game Top of the league Indeed they ended The game top of the league they still uh, are top of the league. But they didn't have a shot on target. They did not. The start no. I thought that uh, Armani had made at least one save, but apparently not. So no. it turns out that, you know, at least Chacho Codek could go to bed and not have Franco Armani haunting his dreams. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, He's just I mean, gonna have Juan Fernando yeah. Quintero haunting his dreams for what was an absolutely monstrous free kick. Yeah.
1: That was really the turning point, right? Because I thought up to that goal river were superior. they they just looked a lot better um, they kind of packed the midfield and were really just uh, chasing down Racing mm-hmm. who in recent matches I've seen it um, against and Durakan, they've sort of had this kind of short circuit in the in the middle of the pitch where they've been far too kind of lackadaisical and let the opposition markers breathe down their necks and you know sometimes it pays off you give the bus right at the last minute and you can make spaces like that it's mm. A valid way of playing, but when it's not quite happening for your midfield, it it doesn't look good. And that's pretty much what happened to Racing the first, what was it, 40 minutes before Quintero goal? Yeah, score? it was half an hour in. Yeah. Um, it was it, a it's, very... It's, it's an interesting one, because
0: yeah. it, it's as if they've lost a little bit of the intensity that obviously Caldette loves to play with, with his teams. Since the turn of the year, they seem to have... Especially like against Alba I thought they dropped drop really deep. Yeah, um, yeah. it's as, a strange as a game more run, or... yeah.
1: And there were some changes made specifically for the... For this uh, river match, which I think more than solving that problem exacerbated it because um, uh, Racing played with Neri Dominguez and Marcelo Diaz, two guys who were very very good on the ball, but they do like time on the ball. Yeah, and they're not you, they're not kind of um, what would be the word, they're kind of vertical vertical guys. To, yeah. Uh, it's
0: a phrase, yeah, straight from time football. And as a result, the central midfield just sort of collapsed a bit onto the Yeah, it was just very disconnected,
1: but also thought, yeah, River shaded it, and they had a couple of decent chances. Um, I know Santos Borre probably, yeah, came through, had one or prior to two. Price the free
0: kick, Quintero put Santos Borre through, and um, Arias closed him down, I think. Made a double save. rightly. Well, one was
1: a save and one was just kind of booting the ball onto the River player. Yes, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty impressive. And Borre as well fluffed his lines from uh, Casco cross. Mm. Yep. Um. Yeah, River were the better team. They were far more dynamic. They were moving forward. They kind of worked out how to crack um, yeah. a very kind of a very uh, elevated racing defensive line just by kind of getting these guys moving from midfield. The, the likes of Palacios and Casco as well. I think I think uh, that was was man of the match on Sunday. He was he was very very good. Uh, but, but you, could, you could kind of say in that kind of game like Racing get to half time nil. 0 uh, yeah. they would have been I don't know good value but value for it you wouldn't yeah. have argued uh, and then you kind of make the changes that you need to make maybe bring someone on uh, Zaracho, for example who's a little bit more mobile in midfield he'd been left out because he'd taken a knock in the last match but he probably would have been okay to play a half mm. and you talk about a different game but then yeah Juan Quintero steps up with uh, with a monster like an absolute fucking monster I mean, for, for the there's no of, way to, to say it otherwise for He's the benefit of, of listeners
0: God. who haven't yet seen it first of all go and look it up on YouTube um, but it's about maybe f- maybe not five maybe eight maybe ten yards in from the the far from River's point of view, the right hand yeah. touchline. 10 yards from the touchline, um, 30 yards and out from, from the, the goal. 35. The line that it travelled to goal was 37 yeah. point something metres. And I converted that uh, into yards on Google. It's ex- almost exactly 40 yards that he hit it. And it wasn't a miss hit. He, he was, oh, no. and and I have. It was I, perfect. I've got this it live score phone on my app, which is which is about two seconds ahead of the television signal. Yeah, and the phone buzzed just as he was lining up for it, and I was like, like nah. "Oh, okay, right. So, Rebounds, he, let, let's let's yeah. see who he's going to play this into for the header in the box." And then it happened. It was it was it was <laughs> in, phenomenal. Honestly, no, no, go yeah, and, incredible. Go incredible. look it up. Yeah. If you <clears throat> want to see I was
2: about to say, uh, but Russin could have draw the. Match Montreal in the start of the second half. It's hard but when you don't have a shot <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, but it looked, it looked like for a second they had a little bit more of a spirit. For a second. Yeah, then they, they
0: came out and then yeah. Alejandro Donati scored an own goal five minutes into the second half uh, from, as Dan says, man of the match, Miniton Casco. I never thought I'd say those words. Um, so, making a forward run so and having a shot, which got on. deflected by another wrestling defender. Was it Sigali? Onto Donati. Yeah. And then into the net. Which It was, was like, very messy and
1: that just killed Racing off they'd made a yeah, whole lot of changes yeah. at half time they'd yeah. kind of I must ripped say, up their original plans and yeah from there they had no, no way or no plan even to get
3: back in the game I must say thank you Pintero and sorry Casco of course because <laughs> uh, I, I never asked Casco to leave uh, there were supporters that the third or fourth match that Casco played the way he played uh, first uh, were uh, asking for him to leave or, or, or at least to be the, the substitute. Um, I never le- asked that I can, I can, I swear I, I never asked Casco to leave the club. Only to improve, and well, this is the result. Uh, uh, he has now, of course, there are people asking for him now to go to the national team, which is okay. also too much. But uh, uh, if, of course, if he continues with this level. It's yeah well
2: because we don't have too many left backs to be honest either
3: I think and him perhaps will be a great option if Casco continues with this yeah. uh, because he played a great match against Racing I wouldn't say mm-hmm. yes Casco go to the national team mm-hmm. but uh, I, I see I, I agree with with them and that that Rivera improved a lot after the goal mm. not before but the goal made them uh, be much More better yeah. and after a piece of, of, of masterpiece by Tintero it's uh, Something that the, the the team that scores that goal will be better, and the one the other one will be of course worse. Uh, but apart from that, uh, I think River respect respect the way they, that they have been playing um, against Gode Cruz and against Vélez. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Racing, they didn't respect at least from the the, the draw or the way they they, they faced the match, perhaps. Uh, remind, re- remembering the the Copa Libertadores draw, uh, quarterfinals, no, sorry, round of 16, in which uh, uh, River was better, but Russell, I think they tried. In this case, you you can see different uh, way of of playing. Yeah, we should say as well game. that River threw everything
1: but the, uh, the kitchen sink of this game, right? Like, how many they finished with? What five injuries? Like they made but, uh, all three well, substitutes because ex- of injury. kill
0: Palacios has got a um, minor fracture to his shin, which is going to keep him out for four months. And he carried on playing. And he carried on playing through it. it. Well, they uh, who were, they were the other were... injuries? I can't remember. They I mean, were injuries in, they have like, there injuries in the they were injuries at the
1: moment, like guys who pulled up and had to be replaced. I'm yeah. not saying that they're going to be out, but they were uh, guys the, who were physical. See, niggles
0: the other players who River had to sub off were Enzo Perez, Javier Pinola... Uh, those were the two injuries. And then the other change was Fernando Quintero, who apparently was feeling his thigh a bit as he walked off, but yeah. he wasn't actually, like, they're, they're fairly confident. I think he might play tonight against Central. Um, yeah, what I'm
1: saying is that, like, the physical yeah, effort that they was, put into that game yeah, was enormous. immense. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a team just kind of go for it in that way, especially not an Argentina. Yeah, but I think but was, I think it's mental. But It was pretty it, incredible. I like,
2: think it was mental because River knew that he was kind of the last chance they, have to, 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 they had to get to get a good result. result in front
1: of their own fans after losing the first two
2: games of the year yeah and, and try three, to push, first, first, three, first three games first three, yeah, first three games yeah wow. and, and try to push for a Libertadores uh, spot yeah. and then Racing clearly was nervous and you can see it on, on the bench with Godet and the Centurion oh, stuff. yeah of course yeah. Uh, Racing was, was clearly nervous to we, play we in, the, uh, in the uh, Monumental
0: we will yeah. talk about Codet and Centurion a bit later by the way because we've had a question about it. but that was the other main talking point of the game um both of those teams, River and Racing, have the opportunity to, well, like I guess in River's case, see whether they can keep the momentum up, and in Racing's case, see whether they can bounce back, um, either during or very shortly after this recording. Racing are, is it, are they away, down? They are at home. At to home to, to Corinthians. Oh, you oh, mean tonight, yeah, yeah. away to Corinthians. Um, uh, they're away to Corinthians in the Copa Sudamericana in a game that kicks off an hour from right now, pretty much. Um, and then River I think is 10 past 9 so in like an hour and 40 minutes from now um, are visiting as we mentioned already Rosario Central in the league sorry and
3: about Palacios yes uh, he's injured but uh, um, before today or yesterday it was said that he will be out for 30 or 40 days uh, but the, uh, he suffered the movement in the part he has uh, the, the, the pain or the, the injury uh, mm-hmm. and the doctors w- will, will decide whether he's under surgery or not? If he is under surgery, three months. He yeah. will be up three yeah. or four months. Oh wow! Right. but it's
1: not decided yet. Uh-huh. It would be a shame because that would probably end his Copa America chances, and you think yep. he'd probably be in the squad. So let's hope he's uh, he's back. And he by can miss the rest right. of the league season, but I'd like to. See and, him and by by Real
3: Madrid, of course. Uh, I, I think he was already uh, out of the possibility of going there. But no, it'll be
0: for June, July. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Keeping with the title race, Defensa Ijusticia Justicia against Argentinos Juniors. Uh, uh, this one was played on a Monday evening. As regular listeners will be aware by now, on Monday evening I'm generally in the pub. I was trying to wander through to the bar uh, and and catch sort of periods of this game um, while I was uh, not playing pool. And whenever I was through there looking at the screen, Defensa y Justicia looked completely and totally on top of the game. About an hour in, my phone buzzed while I was through in the other room and told me that Franco Moshano had put Arsenal, uh, Arsenal no Argentinos 1-0 up um, and I thought my word what's happening uh, it took Defensi Uttizia 15 minutes to get an equaliser through Fernando Marquez and then for the second week in a row you must be getting sick of this by now Dan um, <laughs> Defensive Uttizia popped up with a winner in the 95th minute, Alexis Castro, the goal scorer. That
1: game never had five minutes of stoppage time, I'm sorry. Oh, that shut was up. ridiculous.
0: Well, a lot of the games at the moment are having a bit more stoppage time than you'd expect because of the um, the mid half hydration breaks. That, those took two minutes off.
2: No, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, no, no. I saw the game because yeah. usually on Monday, do not work. Mm-hmm. Because. Oh, Plus yeah. me, yeah.
1: And I thought, yeah, it was very. Tough on Argentinos, to be honest. Like yeah, because they played the, the, extremely
2: well. The second half, they were yeah. for at least half an hour. And a little, Gabriel Aubry playing the, like the demon ears. Yeah,
1: rhuborians. yeah,
2: indeed, indeed, because they were so fight. much dangerous, especially yeah. on the break. Because in the first half, when when Ar- 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 Argentinos tried to break and and, and pull the counter. Mm-hmm. Every time they tried to do that, uh, the, the 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 guy with the ball was clearly isolated from every teammate, and they were swarmed with, with defensive Justicia defenders and lost the ball. But in the second half, they tried with a different attitude and be so much dangerous than in mm-hmm. the defensive Justicia. And when the equalizer came in with with Marquez, you can, you can feel it like okay, eventually defensive Justicia, I know maybe win it, but they will try to pull everything in their power to to try and win it, and it was what what happened because Argentinos. Mm-hmm. Try to defend a little bit more deeper every time, and they they actually change the formation and put three center backs mm-hmm. and and pull off uh, the the uh, one of the uh, the strikers. So I, mean, mean, I I think it was Auche Auche came I off. Yeah, the, oh,
0: sorry, no. a- a- Argentinos. Yes. Auche yeah. yeah. Came off, yeah. Obviously mm-hmm.
1: with J-Off You're not going to win though <laughs> What
0: are you doing? In they fact went... Argentinos subbed off All of their front three Alexis Bacallister Who um, the consensus Since the game has been Had a, had a bit of a shocker Sorry yeah, for Ryzen fans um, And Gabriel Auge And also Raul Bobi- Bobadisha, Bobadisha, Bobadisha were came Argentinos. in he early Because of an injury yeah. But he
1: was interesting When he was in the third lap Very, yeah. very difficult to deal with Yeah But, but uh, yeah. And
3: More a watch of, uh, of the game I think that Argentinos Had Several chances to score, yeah, but the Vasco Justicia has this, which at this point is more like a trend for them, which is of course not to not to give up or not to, uh, yes, not to give give up until the the match ends. Um, it definitely helps when the rest
0: just keep playing until you score. Like, <laughs> you know, that, that is an you so hard to yeah, A supporter, a supporter yeah. of a big five club is complaining at refereeing bias towards Defensive Good. Odissia. It's worse. I heard it was.
1: There are conspiracy theories yeah. already circulating about this. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah, yeah. Due to Defensive Odissia's status as uh, independent, quasi-SAD. Yeah. Sociedad. Anonymous. Anonima Departiva uh-huh. And yep. that this will show the rest of the league yeah, That actually, that is I, the way to go I, heard I, I, did, I did read an article
0: yeah. I read an article on um, Monday night or Tuesday morning um, About some of their Connections as well and some of their less salubrious off pitch it's very uh-huh. uh, Dorados de Sinaloa yeah. uh, I'm sure that most clubs actually, in Argentina are actually like that if people bothered to dig a little bit but yesterday I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yesterday I heard a beautiful uh, story that, that someone told me and I, I need to to go deeper and, and, and find out if it's true Defensive Corticia has to play against Union de Santa Fe yeah mm-hmm. and Union de Santa Fe is so rhythm with, with, with uh, debts. Actually they had to, to sell Soldano for pennies mm. because they need the money. And apparently apparently give gave them money to to lose against Defense Justicia. Which is kind of say, Grabarnik
1: is um, yes, pretty much Argentina's answer to uh Mendes, Jorge Mendes yeah, or yeah. Mino Rayola, these guys he owns like roughly sixty seven percent of all the players in yeah. Super League. And and he has become
0: very involved with defensive Utici in the is. last couple of years it is
2: interesting because Unión Unidas- Santa Fe and Cruz as well he's yep. involved there Unido Santa Unidas- Fe is trying to push for a South American uh, um, qualification again mm-hmm. and that they're, they're, that, that,
0: they're that b- in the spot at the moment on goal difference ahead of Lanús yeah and that will it.
2: be interesting because from my point of view, South American will give more much more money from T V and, 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 and late receipts than I know losing to the Justicia. Yeah. <laughs> I am, from my point of view. I maybe I I don't know how much money I think
0: you might be overestimating how much money Combo will give out for their continental competition. Yeah, that
2: was my point. I don't know how, yeah. how that's, actually it's true.
3: That's why I think every player that doesn't play well in, in, in their teams leave to go to the to Fisic we could say Cookie Marquez from Belgrano. Was awful. Uh, Alexander say, Barbosa from Belgian. Barbosa, Barbosa, Alexis Castro. Barbosa was already at the Defense He went to River because he was yeah. They were the owners of the uh, of the transfer. But thinking Alexis Cameroon. Defense
1: champions with Alexis Castro, Mariano yes. our <laughs> colleague is gonna Cut something
3: off. <laughs> then that you means. have Tony from Inevento. Castro from that was a Lorenzo player. This was awful. Un- un- awful. signed from Niels. Yeah. You have he was average. And they've just
1: signed um, Russo Rodriguez, the uh, ex-independiente Really? Keeper. He was he really... back in, from Japan. In, in Japan, in the yeah. second division of Japan. He's yeah. come yeah. back to be their second keeper. Wow. Yeah.
0: Anyway, <laughs> the win against Argentinos leaves them joint top of the league. And when I say joint top, although Racing are divided on most of the league tables that you will be looking at um, are are top on goal difference. It's important to note, I checked the regulations after Monday night to see to make sure that this was the case. Uh, Goal difference is used to decide ties on points on every position of the Argentine league table, apart from if two teams are tied or more teams, two or more teams are tied for first place. In which case, as there always used to be, there's going to be a neutral ground playoff regardless of goal difference. After so they
1: play each other in the last round. Yeah. Yes, so and they're playing each other games, in the cilindro
0: after the last round. I so need to go to the game. If you're at all sensible, if you're at all right thinking, then you desperately need to hope that Racing and defensive with DCF pick up exactly the same amount of points between now. And the penultimate match Between and including now And the penultimate match of the season uh, So that we get a title showdown On that final weekend If that
2: happens We should do a, a live episode anyway, that, that will be so much fun Let's not I get I ahead of ourselves But uh, that, that
0: could be enjoyable I
3: will say it now Because of course Dan May think that I will say That Rusting is a, uh, a, an imitation of a team Or, or that, that they are a shame <laughs> <that> coming from? <laughs> or, or, <laughs> and I will say that oh, I, I haven't done to you. I, no I, I well there were some mails there that said that I would say anything against Racing or, or something Shots like fire. that but I will say that I hope Racing will become champions because I don't like of course the Justicia may deserve the, the race title and that and it's okay and, and it's, we, we could say that they, they deserve it but to become champions if, you, if the Justicia is the champion of the Superliga that is not good for Superliga. I think well, that. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I don't. I don't like. Of course, Arsenal. But okay. Let, Let's just remember. Yeah, exactly. I was about I to say. Started let's started remember Arsenal, and and well, the I mean, And that's not
0: to do with them being a small club as well. I'm, I'm saying that because that's to but do with them being I Julio Guardiola's club.
3: I, I like. When, I like. I don't say that. Of course, not the, the same team to become champions all the time. Like for example, Real in Spain or Barcelona or uh, teams that are they, they repeat the, the titles, but. Mm-hmm. River, San Lorenzo, Independiente, Racing, and perhaps well, Valveres could be, but Defensive Justicia... But, I, but uh, Leicester City
0: won it in England a couple of years ago, and nobody was going, oh, this is rubbish, it, no. it, it detracts from the prestige of the league. No, I'd I'd any
3: reason, reason? No. This is brilliant! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the right. reason but
0: I don't want Defensive Justicia I mean, to win it is... They, they have enough... Because they have really, nothing to yeah. expense. They so have no problem with I play, play, it. Great football,
3: doing great. I would they're it rubbish. I wouldn't call it rubbish. Not that way, but... Uh, I, I think that the prestige of Superliga will be good if Racing I mean, I think my
0: other argument, though, with what you're saying, Andres, is that the Superliga, OK, we cover it every week and, and we're yeah. a Superliga podcast, but let's be honest, it doesn't have any prestige. And uh, in my opinion, the main reason it doesn't have any prestige is they keep fanning about with the the yeah. format of it. It's 30 teams one season, then it's 28 teams, then it's 26. Next season it's going to be 24 and so on. They keep messing about with oh maybe now that they've started talking about going back to short championships again when it's when it's back down and they can have two championships a season rather than the proper league championship that we've been promised for the last few years. They keep going oh we've got the copper in us so all of this stuff the 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 messing about with the format the lack of regularity in it all results in. Things like stuff that I've been complaining about for several months now. River just not taking the league seriously at all, for instance. Yes. Um, River, cool. who you know, when I came to Argentina and, and, and as recently as a few years ago, before they started winning the Libertadores every third year, uh, River defined themselves as the club who win loads of league titles, and now they don't give a shit about it apparently. Um, and as I think if, that that is in large part down to it. Okay, in part, it's down to a, a newfound interest. Uh, and, and actual ability to dominate the Libertadores in the way that they want it to, in, in River's case. Um, but it's also down. It, it's not helped by the fact that the league keeps messing about with the format, yeah. and it, it, that does make it feel like a cheaper yeah. kind of competition. Um, that's so no, I have that's no not at take at anything defensive away, away from from,
1: um, from Defensa yeah, No, they're from not, I'm not. 18 games. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is not like going to win fantastic. if they win the
0: league. I, I think in fact it's 19 games because I think they were unbeaten. In, they, they, they didn't lose the last game of yeah. last season win. if they win
1: it's not going to be because of default by default they've no, done no, a no, very, no. No. got a very strong title challenge they've the made Racing. enough merits so they to win, win it, it they've done it yeah. on merit it's not like yeah. Leicester who took I think I said this on another podcast it's not like Leicester who took advantage of a season where everyone else was shit like, yeah. mm. this would be because defensively, defensive have been really really good and beaten uh, pretty much all
2: the,
1: yeah. all the and, the, and
0: fight, the way they yeah. play football is so positive yeah, yeah. And, and even if it was before any Leicester fans right in to complain even if everybody else is shit you still have to be good enough to take advantage exactly yeah um, let's move on I mentioned we're, we're going to mention a couple of other games because but we have been talking for some time already about the, the three matches we've discussed uh, I mentioned Tigray versus Banfield I mean we can't not mention that one. I, I didn't actually see any of it, but Walter Monticho scored twice. I don't remember him. Do you remember Such who a he good is? Guy. Like? Yes. So good. Good. He did a score two, guy. didn't he? Yeah. did he was- No, f- sorry, Federico Gonzalez scored two. Walter Monticho scored one, um, and Lucas Hanson scored the other for Tigre. Um, it was, as I said, I said it was 3 um, 3 no? after 32 minutes, and it was 3 3 at half time, sorry, it was 2 2 after 32 minutes. Um, for Banfield Agustin Fontana Jesus Dattolo put them 2-0 up before Tigre then burst back to make it 3-2 and Jesus Dattolo scored another one uh, to make it 3-3 on the stroke of half time Agustin Fontana scored his second and Banfield's fourth early in the second half Federico Gonzalez equalised about 30 seconds later and in then the second I minute watching of the it. second half yeah and then Dan and uh, I think Dan and certainly I turned on the television shortly after that and saw no goals so sorry for
2: game. anyone <laughs> wanted to see more goals in-
0: <laughs> interestingly the Superliga game the previous Superliga game that had been 3-3 at half time which was defensive with against gymnasia last season also ended 4-4 at full time oh, yeah. so don't bet on loads of goals being scored in the second half if a Superliga game is 3-3 at half time that's
1: kind weird. of logical, right? Like, if you get to half-time at 3 and you kind of right, should we, should we tighten this up a bit? Like, <laughs> this is a bit silly. But, no, on the balance uh, so far in 2019, Tigre and Banfield have been brilliant, value for money. I tweeted the amount of goals uh, in each of their three games so far. I can't mm. remember offhand, but it's something ridiculous. Yeah, There have been some very big games. So, if you just want pure entertainment... Um, mm. Watch Tigre or Banfield.
0: Pretty much anything can happen. Tigre's last... Blimey. Their last many games have gone over two and a half goals in a row. They lost 4-1 to Boca in November. Not much of a merit there, but you know what I mean. Uh, They beat Argentinos 2-1 also in November. Then they beat Defensa... No, they lost to Defensa Ioticia 2-1 in November. They lost to Godoy Cruz 3-1 in December. They beat Belgrano 2-1. And then this year, which is the run obviously that you're talking about, Dan, two-two against San Martin de San Juan, three-one defeat to the Gimnasia y La Plata, and a four-four draw with Banfield. Yeah. Um, from Banfield's point of view, the matches this year have been and uh, yeah since then, Crespo took charge. A one-one draw, but with a goal after about a minute or something against San Martin de San Juan in Crespo's first game. Okay. A three-one loss to Tacheres and a four-four draw with Tigre. Um, so whoever those two teams are playing this weekend. Look out for it. The other game that I think we should mention... Sorry, but the most Go incredible
3: on. thing about this uh, incredible match is that perhaps if it would have ended 0-0, Mariano would have continued there in the bench, but he resigned yeah. after the Atat 4-4, which is also incredible because you, you score four goals and your coach uh, resigns. Yeah. And he said this, that if he, can't under- he couldn't understand how... You scored four goals and you couldn't win. And, of course, they are they are now well into the... But,
0: I mean, that's a pessimistic way of looking at it. He should be saying, if you concede four goals, then you should lose. But we didn't, yes. so that's really he's, good, right? Yeah, he's a defender, right? Yeah, um, anyway, the other game that we should discuss, uh, at least for a couple of minutes, is Belgrano versus Boca Juniors. Partly because it's a Boca Juniors game. Partly because I thought it was a quite a, an, an interesting game to end a Sunday evening. Yeah. Um, Similar to news,
1: right? Like... The Neil's game, like I thought, it was a lot be better than the Neil's game. No, no I'm was just saying well, in well, the well, sense yeah. that there was a hell of a lot more chances than just one all would uh, would imply. Mm. Like, even I, it I could almost have ended up another four-four. To be
2: honest, I almost got away with my prediction that Virgano was going to win.
0: Yes, almost. You arguably should have done. Um, because <laughs> to be honest I thought they were better for quite large parts of the yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. saw
1: Andrade pulled off save after save like, Beberina, that mm. was 1-0 uh, to Boca I believe when I was tuning
0: in he, he was the almost universal pick for man of the match yes. Boca Juniors goalkeeper I think it's fair to say um, Boca took the lead early-ish on 16 minutes in through Lisandro Lopez no not that one the other one you remember him Mini the defender. former Arsenal de Sarandi defender who has just joined Boca on loan is he not the guy we tipped Benfica. for
1: great stardom and world class being the next Argentina starter for the next 20 years back when po- this podcast began. possibly
0: back when Australian Dan was still with us Yeah. yeah. Um, well he's he scored not done badly. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's done alright but he's yeah. not been quite who we thought he was going to be he, he scored uh, his first Boca goal Maro Sarate got the assist but uh, Maro Sarate fans don't get too excited it was a corner um, and then Belgrano pretty much as soon as that goal went in Belgrano started to be better than Boca just went on the rampage for all but I mean there were patches where Boca were on top as well which was what made it such an entertaining game it, it was sort of are Belgrano going to, going to get the equaliser for a, sort of 10 minutes it looked like they were going to and then it was 5 or 6 or 7 minutes looking like Boca were going to make it 2-0 and then Belgrano mm-hmm. got back on top and then the same pattern continued after half time um, and eventually Belgrano did get the equaliser with Federico Lertora smashing funnily enough we yeah, were was just talking the- about Australian down Federico Lertora is the former Ferro midfielder isn't he who then ah, moved yeah. to uh, the- Godoy Cruz knew Australian down was a huge fan of at the time uh, and he smashed one in from the edge of the box or well no around the penalty spot I think it was wasn't it yeah. um, to make it 1-1 with 9 minutes to go Belgrano could have had a winner after that yes. Tony what did you make of it?
2: Um, I think that Belgrano yeah, deserved the win because they make enough chances and I think I I don't want to sound like a broken record because if you uh, heard the last podcast um, you heard me saying this but I think Poker's still having the same problems why would you hire a centre-back to play off a left-back just play a left-back you know (laughs) for for a starter and now suddenly Junior Alonso is going to be a dad and Mass is going to play off a left-back but whatever I mean yeah. But mass ha- is a left
0: back, so sure. that's Mass is a left back, so that's all right. Surely, that's like. what you're saying, yeah, when, yeah,
2: yeah. When I mean, why back. wouldn't you exactly. play a left back? And and I, I read a, a, a tweet about the the, the uh, foreign. Um, uh, I don't remember that. Therefore, cup, But the, you know what what I mean when when I say that you, you have a limit of foreigners, yeah. and they hola hola yes. because yeah. it's in Ruvian, and then some other people left and you have enough space to, to bring a left back right. say, well, for a left back and you bring Junior Alonso and Júlia Nielsen in the back now because but you I put, well and also, they've also
0: they've signed Kevin McAllister
2: isn't he a right back he's a left back
0: well, he's been playing a left back for Argentina so much of this isn't
2: Okay, 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 but uh, they don't. He doesn't play oh, exactly. for some reason. I mean, why? why would you bring someone? I do to... love the confusion out of all the
0: Macarista kids that no one's can, sure can, can, which plays in which <laughs>
1: position.
0: Kevin's a left back, Ali, uh, Alexis is a number ten, and uh, Francis is a, a sort of utility can you, can midfielder. Can, 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 can
2: you check, check the actually the the left back whenever, is a left back.
0: Whenever I've been paying attention to him playing for um, Argentinos, he's tended to be on the left side of defence.
2: Okay, okay, but it's still not playing. It's, you know, no, it's plain. D- no, it definitely not oh, that's, it that's, that's the playing. point. No. Why, why would you, even, even if you're, you're playing a smaller pitch like Belgrano. No. Um, Have
1: we examined the possibility that he got left at home?
0: <laughs> welcome back that's the back. That's a joke. But but having, having said that, right, maybe one of the reasons that Gustavo Alfaro wants to put a centre back um, at left back is to, you know, the, the old Diego Maradona tactic of therefore shoring the defence up because Christian Pavon is ahead of him. And Christian Pavon, A, doesn't trap back and B, doesn't do anything. And he's still but, playing like, like. I mean, like he was awful. Here. He's, yeah, he's, he's awful. been quite bad for most of the season, but on Sunday, he was dreadful.
3: Anyway, yeah, yeah. against
0: Lanús, it would be Fabra, the, the, the,
3: the
2: one, right? They No, no, yeah. Mas. Mas, Mas, Mas ah, is no, going to no, play. No. But anyway, they, they should just throw, throw away uh, players in the pitch. They can score goals. Mm-hmm. And they try to... It's like the automatic thing in Boca lately, even if with Escoloto or with um, Alfaro. They just try to score more goals on the opposition without mm-hmm. any reasoning behind. They yes. just throw whatever anyone that can play forward or strike at goal. And that's enough to Boca to play. And that shows because Belgrano was much more organized. They have a plan, even when they went one nil down. And they almost win the game because yeah. they have a plan. And not just pump the ball forward and see what happens.
3: And scoring a goal, of course, opening the, the score uh, uh, every in the match, means for Boca, thinking, OK, we are we are uh, uh, winning now. Yeah, we can we score back. another one after, uh, through, uh, through a counter attack with with Benedetto, with Pavon, with uh, with Sarate, which are great players for a counter attack, and they couldn't do that. Uh, that's the strange thing about Boca because not playing well, they they are capable of doing that. Ah, oh,
0: there we go. So Tony's just looked up Kevin McAllister, and it turns out he can play on either side of the oh, defense, yeah. which is. Uh, Face-saving for both of us. You're both right. This is what we this like to draw. In the standings, 13 wins, 3 draws and 2 defeats for Racing, who are top Crisis, after 18 eh? games Crest. with 42 points. Numbers. 12 wins, 6 draws and no defeats for with Otisio, who were also top after 18 games with 42 points. Boca Juniors have 32 points. That's 10-point difference, of course. But don't panic yet, Boca fans. You've got a game in hand, so you might still make that uh, difference shrink a little bit. Atletico-Tucumán also have a game in hand. Is their game in hand against each other by any chance? Uh,
1: Boca-Atletico, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah? Uh, so there you go. The game in hand is against each other and they're level on points with Boca. So that's a little bit do or die. The other team, so those top four are all in straight into next year's Copa Libertadores group stage. The team currently in the Copa Libertadores playoff spot in fifth place is Huracan with 31 points. And then the Sudamericana spots, which are 6th to 11th, are Belles with 29 points from 18 games River with 28 points from 17 games which means River, if they were to win against Central after this podcast is recorded would have better goal difference than Orocan because they've currently got a much better goal so difference the, the, than Orocan they, they, they and therefore in what they, they would want. go into fifth um, and drop Orocan down to sixth Independiente with 28 from 18 games Aldo Sibi with 27 from 18 games Godoy Cruz with 26 from 18 games and as I mentioned a little bit earlier Union, uh, with 24 points ahead of Lanús on goal difference, who are currently just outside the Sudamericana spots. Uh, I've just remembered that the app I'm currently looking at doesn't give me the relegation table, so the actual relegation table is on the other app that I've got here. And the relegation zone, still unchanged for the moment, but edging ever closer to changing. San Martín de Tucumán, a bottom. Tigre, a second bottom. Belgrano, a third bottom. Patronato, a fourth bottom. But San Martín de San Juan are only one point better off than Patronato. Go on, Patronato and the point that Belgrano picked up against Boca means that they're closing in as well um, all of these teams have played 75 games and Belgrano got 81 points Patronato 83 and San Martín de San Juan 84 in the, in the safety spot yeah and it's happened with Argentinos so yes indeed yeah, and Argentinos of course have played fewer they've played 45 matches so um, if they win then they're going to go up the table if they lose then they could drop down but San Martín de San Juan still very much in trouble yep. um, we're going to go away for a half time break and a refill of our glasses continue to listen afterwards I'll be giving you the details of how you can win yourself six month free subscription to Fanatis um, don't go away For the second half eventually. Um, Fanatis are our new sponsors, as I mentioned already, and I promised you earlier that we would tell you how you can win, courtesy of them, a six-month free subscription to their service. If you're outside Latin America, um, the exact package of rights that they've got differs by region, uh, but they have, uh, I think, everywhere... I'm going off the top of my head here um, Rights to the Copa Argentina the Superliga the Chilean first division and the Copa Chile I think to the Peruvian first division and to there's another South American league that I think they have as well um, if you're in North America then they also had last year and are I believe still in talks at the moment to continue um, the Libertadores and the Sudamericana obviously being in <coughs> sports of, of just bought the rights uh, to televise those in in North America, which is why that's a little bit up in the air at the moment. But whatever, if you're a listener of Hand of Pod, um, it's it's a good service. Check it out. Please don't check it out by just typing it into Google. You'll be doing us a favour if you can check it out on the link that I will be tweeting, because they have given us a special URL which is going to track people, and that's the basis on which they're going to be deciding how much to give us each month, how many clicks we give them, and how many Conversions we give them. Um, as I said, next week we will have details of uh, how you can get a 20% discount as a Hand of Pod, um listener. We, they've given us a special link for that as well, basically, um, and, and the code. But it strikes me as a little bit silly. I'm assuming that everybody's just going to want to wait until to see whether they win this six-month subscription, first of all, before using that, so I won't bother telling you that at the moment. Um, in order to win a free six-month subscription to Fanatis, there are Two requirements. The first requirement is that if you've got Twitter, you should be following both Hand of Pod and Fanatiz's, yeah, Fanatiz's yes. English language um, Twitter account, which is found at Fanatiz underscore e n as in English. Uh, fanatiz, in case you're not sure, is spelled F A N A T I Z, or A T I Z if you're American. Um, so make sure you're following both of those accounts and then you just need to tell us if you're not on Twitter by the way you can just email me this um, and it's fine I'll I'll have a word with them and make sure because I don't want to force anybody to sign up for a Twitter account if you don't fancy it Um, and then tweet us or email as is more appropriate with the answers to the following questions the first question The first two are really easy, and it's just to make sure that you actually have some interest in Argentine football and have listened to the podcast.
1: If you got this far, I'm guessing you have. Yeah, indeed.
0: (laughs) The first question is, what is the one-word nickname of Boca Juniors Stadium? We don't want the official name, just the nickname of it. The second question is, name the player who scored River Plate's second goal in the Copa Libertadores final second leg uh, in the Bernabeu. And the third question, suggested by our new sponsors at Fanatis, is what is the craziest thing that you have done to watch your team from long distance? I'm assuming that they mean like your Argentine team. But, you know, if you support a team a very, very long way away in another country or whatever, what's the craziest thing that you've done to be able to watch them? Uh, We're going to pick this basically based on on what the guys at Fanatis think is the craziest thing. So you have got until... This is a deadline I've come up with myself. Midnight next Tuesday. In order to prevent any confusion, in case you're listening to this in a few weeks' time, having fallen a bit behind or something, next Tuesday is the 19th, I think it is, of February. Uh, You've got until midnight next Tuesday night, Argentine time, which is going to be 3 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday if you're in the UK, and it's going to be 10 o'clock at night if you're on the eastern seaboard of the United States on Tuesday. And if you're not in either of those two places And you're not in Argentina Then hopefully you can work it out from there uh, Good luck to everybody And on next week's episode We will announce who the winner is And we'll also tell you how you can get that 20% discount For three months If you're not one of the winners Now then gents Sudamericano Argentina qualified for the World Cup They improved throughout the tournament They didn't end up lifting the trophy
3: Unfortunately Why was that? Because they lost to Brazil Yes. I think that is a good. I think it's a it, it, taking, taking into account the improvement you mentioned. It's fair for them to qualify to the World Cup and not uh, be the champions of the South so American. As I think fairly Ecuador won it. Uh, they they Argentina in both uh, mm. the, both matches they played. Uh, um, so I think that uh, for. Well, when they started playing, when Argentina started playing the Americano, we all thought...
0: <laughs> Carry on, Andrés, I'm mean, going to hope the microphone isn't picking that up too loudly.
3: We all thought, I think we all thought, or we believed that uh, they wouldn't get that far, and at the end they they uh, played a uh, quite good or decent tournament, with uh, some high highlights or high points, like... Uh, like, um, well, finally, Gaich scored three in a, in a, in a match, mm. uh, it was against Venezuela, I think. Then there were the defense was pretty solid. Then de la Vega was another high player there. Sosa could be all another one. Maroni Moreno, the, the one the unknown, previously unknown player from News that he hasn't even made his debut still in the previous he Yes,
0: he's got an absolutely blinding goal against Uruguay. Against Uruguay yes. yesterday yes. was that two one or two 0 2-1, one, two one, wasn't it? Yes, uh, yeah, he, he opened it with um with a, a fantastic strike.
3: So I, I can see that. Uh, I don't say if they say genius because they uh, they qualified, but uh, finally found them the, the the team, and that's that's good. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And and I thought that the way that they grew through the tournament was impressive as well. You know, after uh, the first few games, we were talking about how there was no plan, how there seemed to be too much individuality, uh, they weren't playing as a team and they played as a team later on even in the game against Brazil where they were largely frustrated and it was maybe a little bit lacking in um imagination in the final third the actual structure and, and, and the movement and stuff was was decent and, and I think okay it was a 1-0 defeat it was a, it was a 1-0 defeat to a, a first half penalty um for for those who haven't looked up anything about the game um but Argentina, I don't think a draw would have flattered Argentina. You're right in that Ecuador ended up deserved um, champions of, of the Sudamericano. Uh, had Argentina got the draw, Argentina would have lifted the trophy. Um, but I, th- I think in the match, although, yeah, the trophy and, and the title would have flattered Argentina a bit, in, in the match as a whole, I think a draw would have been um, would have been reasonable. But yes. a 1-0 defeat to a penalty isn't that bad. And... Brazil were frustrated because Brazil, for the third time in the last four Sudamericanos, they Brazil have failed to qualify for the World Cup, yeah. which is remarkable. And, and they're,
3: they're, they are good, of course. I, I, I don't know them personally, but to to uh, give the, the trophy to or the, or the, the qualification um, to to the family of Milan Sala, saying that they, they, they are they, this is for them. Because they suffered, of course, the, the loss of 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 Sara, uh, may make something different from them. I think it's great that they can remember or can, or, or that they can, apart from the happiness they had uh, for qualifying today the, to the World Cup, they that will be played in Poland, that they they can do these things, which is which are uh, perhaps uh, they were the were the, the the minimum thing they could have done, but. They did it. They said, "Oh yes, a billion sala, uh, we we can give this to the family, and that's another thing that is good." For yeah, them.
1: we should say, of course, that Brazil played that last game under under the shadow of their own tragedy, right? Uh, something which I believe hit pretty hard. In a lot of their players, um, I think was it Thursday or Friday? There was a terrible fire in um, Flamengo's yes. youth uh, youth digs.
0: Was that last week? Well, oh, that was on Monday. Yep.
1: That was
0: it last week? Last week it was. Yeah.
1: My, just my before was the uh, just before the game, and of course, um, Flamengo had had supplied a, a fair few players to mm. Brazil's team. Uh, Lincoln, who kind of stood out alongside uh, Santos's Rodrigo as one of their um, one of their better players. And yeah, you kind of got the feeling that Brazil already knew they were out, but um, I'm guessing that kind of emotional baggage might have pushed them on a bit. A little bit longer. There was a minute silence, I think, before the game, and and yeah, it was a horrible thing to happen. Of course, um, for everyone involved in that level of Brazilian football, just real tragedy. Yeah. Yes. Um For the sort of Manicano as a whole, I think we have to take into account that uh, this tournament is a is a slog for everyone involved, right? It's nine games in in what three weeks or just over.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, as we mentioned, they were playing every two days during the first yeah. group stage and then it was every three days for the final, which for yeah. kids of that age is... For um, kids of
1: that age who aren't particularly accustomed to playing 90 minutes yeah. uh, even every week sometimes, cause, uh, at least not at that level, because they're playing at cuarta, quinta level, you know, yeah, under 18s, maybe, yeah. under 19s. Um, no, it's a huge step up and a huge um, amount of responsibility uh, considering as well. Argentina, as we said, played very little together before the before the tournament started. So obviously there was this thing of they were picking it up, learning as they were going along. Uh, hopefully this will lead to kind of a sustained, you know, a group being sustained for for the months. I think May the World Cup starts end of May.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. So yeah, oh, you're got...
1: going, aren't you, Tony?
0: Sorry. No, no, I'm good. Oh, oh you're going to the women's to the world, 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 world cup. cup. Sorry, yeah. If if Sorry yeah. I knew you were going to Europe for a World Cup in the middle of the year. So I was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's <laughs> No, so hopefully this this kind of team, this squad can can stay together over the next three months. Hopefully they'll will, they will train together, they'll have time. Hopefully all the clubs cooperate in in kind of giving these players out. They should do considering the league is finished. <laughs> um We'll have to see with the with the few players who are based in Europe. Hopefully, the clubs are, will cooperate as well because this has been a recurring problem for Argentina over the years. Um, the clubs not really wanting to play ball at youth level. Uh, that's going to be important. But yeah, we've got kind of the tips of buds of rays of hope. I'm guessing at this
0: level. Indeed, yeah. Um, we will now move on to listeners questions, we're going to go through these I always say this, we're going to try and go through them quickly but we, we really are, because we've had a fair few um, Roland Carey sent me one by email which actually is quite similar to one that we've had by Twitter as well, um, he says other than the big five, which fans and stadiums are regarded as having the best atmosphere in Argentinian football and we've had one from Twitter from, can anyone remember who it was? Cause oh, I can't see it on my no. screen at the moment uh, but but I remember seeing one but I can't yeah, remember yeah. Who yeah. From, from, from somebody who says obviously it's taken as a given that Boca's stadium is the best atmosphere I'm not sure that um, anybody around this table would necessarily take that as a given but um, what do we think gents Rosario
3: could be the yeah. most obvious
0: yeah. I've, I've seen a game in your stadium response,
1: you point to the big teams um, in each kind of provincial centre right yeah. Tacheres yeah. have great atmosphere when Yes. when they're in their own um, stadium, Belgrano too, Atletico Tucumán, San Martín de Tucumán mm-hmm. as well, um, Union, Colón, the atmosphere in Colón is fantastic, Yes, uh, Estudiantes, I mean obviously they're playing in the, the hollow, solid yeah, okay. shell that is yeah, the go, Estadio Unico. It, yeah. Yeah.
2: Any, anywhere but Arsenal. <laughs>
1: no. yeah if you look outside Buenos Aires and look to kind of these you went these to the Lanús
3: Stadium when they played the final of the, of the Copa de Libertadores that atmosphere was great also hmm. of course you can't, you can't make not, an atmosphere in a Libertadores final what yes. are you do? well but it was it was really great no, it was not well yes yeah, Libertadores final it was of course you have to arrive to the final of the Libertadores to the thing to is, achieve it if you say that, yeah, but Tasheres had the same kind of atmosphere in, Everywhere,
0: yes. in the
1: 3rd Division. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah.
0: that's pretty big. Indeed. Uh, moving to Twitter, Derek Ryan says, two questions for this week. First, what is the expected development of Joel Sonora at Tasheres? Should we expect a recall to the U.S. men's national team?
2: Um, maybe. Be- may- mainly because you know, the United States is trying to... Bring up the younger players, hmm. but to have enough quality to
0: in overlook. In Sonia? terms of what he's doing at Tasheris. I've not heard anything about him. I mean, I'm good. aware that he's there, obviously. He's got a single goal, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, he's
2: not good enough to be concerned, I don't you know if the recall is something.
1: I'd be surprised yeah. if like, I'm fishing in Argentina, having. So many players so close then in Europe, Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: I mean, he's certainly not on, on, say, uh, Christian Pulisic's level, in spite of the fact that Pulisic has just joined a club where he's not going to get very many chances to develop himself. Um, And Derek also says, as a long-suffering fan of Ferro, what are their chances of returning to the Superliga?
1: Oh, we looked at the uh, Nacional last week, right? We did, didn't we? But I can't remember where Ferro were.
0: Or can I? Let me just check if I can find it. Solid
1: mid-table, I'm guessing, which is...
0: Ferro are 16th out no. of 25 so we're going to say without having actually seen them play this year they're probably um, not going to go this season <laughs> they are only 5 points off the playoff spots but there are a lot of teams in between them so their chances are slim I'm afraid Derek no. um, is it 1 up
1: automatically and 4 that go into
0: the playoff or 8? 1 up automatically and 8 that go into ah. the playoff yeah. um, it's going to be tough Newell's Old Boys English says Hello, hand didn't you have 2
1: questions the guy?
0: Or was that the Sonora one, Sonora, the first yeah. one? Yes, ah, yeah, yeah. Sonora and that one. Kind of a strange um, mix of
1: Cacheres and Ferro there.
0: It is, it's good, cool. no, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Newell's Old Boys English says, Hi, Pod. just catching up on the second half of last week's podcast. You were speaking about Sebastián Beccasese's future prospects as a manager and you were wondering which club he supports. And he sent us a link to uh, an interview with Beccasese saying, Newell's is my unconditional love. So there we go, we know who he there supports you. now. Um, and he then says Now catching up on the Patreon Hand of Pod episode On the Classico Rossarino, Where Dan Edwards said he doesn't think that this account Is a patron I'm happy to say of course we are Hand of Pod was one of the inspirations for setting up this account And it's the least I could do Thank you very much Mr. Newells H- um, And if you want to become a patron Inspired by Newells Old Boys English's Heartfelt plea Then you can do so by going to Patreon.com slash Hand In case you're not aware of how Patreon is spelt P-A-T-R-E-O-N um, Please sign up you'll get two episodes if you pledge $5 or more each month uh, you'll get two episodes a week extra, including one that we'll be recording in a few minutes time when we finish recording this one um, and if you want to give us $2 a month or more you'll get a couple of episodes a month rather than a week extra which will just consist of me droning on for about 10 minutes about stuff that's happened in the weekend just
3: gone um, you, you, We could summarise that if you want a degree on Argentine football, you have yes. to subscribe to Paul and Fanatis both. And that would be a
0: great deal. You could, yes. You could indeed. Bud Bundy says, why did Marcos Diaz agree to sit on the bench at Boca? Because he's getting paid a lot more than uh, Boracast. <laughs> yeah. And also because, you know, I mentioned... He will football. play as
1: well in Copa Argentina, I'm guessing, and yeah, some exactly. league yeah. games when uh, Libertadores gets going. Yeah. And also
0: because, as, as I said a week or two ago... Uh, when when either River or Boca come in for players who are based in Argentina at least the floor moves it, it, it's, yes. it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of these guys and Marcos Diaz isn't getting any younger mm-hmm. um, he's had a reasonable career but mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's probably his last shot at a, at a big club um, I can perfectly well see why he went Lawrence Hart says has the Argentine press recognised Defensa y Justicia President José Leme's role in their current success he has made a series of good managerial appointments in Coca, Orlan and Beccasese. The club's unrecognizable from what it was 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of the credit, I think, has gone to Beccasese, right? Yeah, um, there, there is at a, least an awareness that
0: they're well-run as an institution, yeah. though, as well. I mean, and and also an awareness that they have some interesting connections, as I mentioned, I was reading that article um, a few days ago. They are coherent,
3: that's, that's, that's true. Hmm. Uh, it's not like they, Uh, sign Zielinski and then for example of course not but then
0: there's there's a degree to which they've they've made some sort of educated gambles in this because of course before Mm -hmm. taking charge of Defensive Odissia Oland was the Uruguayan women's national hockey manager he wasn't a football manager Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's they're clearly a well run club and and I'm not saying that that was a, a ridiculous appointment it's been proven to be anything but um, but there's an, an element of fresh thinking, I think, about there yes. as well. Yes. Oh, but
3: taking into account the way Holland tries to play at least, uh, you see some line there. It's mm. Coca, it's Holland, Holland, and then Yeah, there's a continuity, there. for sure, yes. yeah. Yes.
0: Um, Lawrence also says, was the reported white dust in the away dressing room at Newell's just a case of the last occupant being generous with the talcum powder, or was it more sinister than that? Uh, it was... Being generous
1: with the talcum powder, as we said, but kind of in a sinister way. (laughs) Indeed. We're sinister undertones, I'm going to say that.
0: Nick Turner. This is an interesting question. What are the chances of Juan Carlos Osorio getting a job in Argentina? Are there any clubs you think he'd be particularly suited to? Juan Carlos Osorio, of course, has just left the Paraguay job, hasn't he? Like, without having actually taken charge of a game, I think. single Um, game, game. one-on-one draw against South Africa. He's done a a Sam Allardyce. Uh, only in slightly less hateful circumstances, um, I'd I'd be surprised if he turned up in Argentina.
1: Not least because only Boca and possibly, but not really River, could afford him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or I maybe
0: defensive Odisha with their dodgy connections. <laughs>
1: possibly yeah I wouldn't like to and oh, that's a
0: joke if any of that um,
1: no he's he's headed to Mexico I'm sure um, yeah. one of the big Mexican clubs rather than or, or Colombia I'd like to see him in Argentina I think he'd be an asset because I think he's a very very good um, very good coach like his his record um, for a season right mm. but I can't see it happening right you know. now realistically.
3: T- uh, with the amount of players from Colombia that are in San Lorenzo I think that that will be uh, the, the obvious perhaps but, oh, point but yeah but yes no I, even when there are 26 Colombian I, I think we mentioned these Colombian players in Argentina uh, f- f- at this point so it's interesting for a Colombian uh, uh, manager to come to Argentina and try to to see if they can mm. build a team has there been a Colombian coach in
1: Argentinian football before? Di- must have been maturano? yeah, yeah. Uh, Boca,
3: no Colón 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 Gimnasia, I think Cologne.
1: ah and the guy's at Colón now or Comissania.
0: Oh of course yes yeah, yeah. More, more more than, yeah. uh, Arch Bell asks I think all of our favourite question of the week and it hints at uh, something I said earlier I said that there was a talking point from River Rassing that we were going to have to discuss later and it was this question that I was referring to he says if Ricardo Centurion and Chacho Codet came to blows who would win the fight now, what happens was that uh, Centurion was a second-half substitute for Rassing, And, um, I mean, what it looked like was happening was that Caudet was sort of trying to put his arm around him and give him some advice and tell him how he wanted him to play when he went on the pitch. And Centurion just pushed Caudet away and then ran onto the pitch. Which isn't a particularly great way to treat your manager. No, it's not. I'm, I'm trying to no. remember no. To, no. to imagine the reaction if any Man United player had done that to Alex Ferguson. I think he would have sold them. He would have just hauled them off straight away and sold them that's immediately without even. He'd have played the rest of the game with ten men. Yeah. Um, uh, my response from the hand of Pod account when Arch asked this question was: Is this a fight involving weapons or not? Because that's going to affect yeah, my answer. Um, yeah. I think if there are if there are weapons involved, then we know that Centurion has got some experience with with guns. Um, if it's a fist fight. So to me, Chacho Codet, the man who my girlfriend refers to as Squareface, has got a jaw that I reckon he can take a punch. And it's, he's it's pretty yeah. impressive. It's not quite Joel Richards, but it's 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 pretty damn square. And he's pretty
1: crazy as well. He might look like a cuddly teddy bear, but I think he could turn into a to a grizzly mm. fairly fairly easily no, if provoked correctly. But
3: yeah. to, be, to be honest, we don't know whether there have been any. Any punches there or not?
0: What we do know is that since this happened, Ricky Centurion has been training with Racing's reserves. Mm -hmm. Uh, He seems to have been virtually frozen out from the first team. And Godoy Cruz want to sign him. Because, of course, he'd make a perfect teammate for Santiago Garcia. And the one thing that you should definitely do with Ricardo Centurion is move him closer to a free supply of wine. Did you not hear the other...
1: Transfer link Go for on. Ricky Sandurian. Oh, he's been linked with the move to MLS or something, hasn't he? LA Galaxy and uh, Guillermo Barros I would, I mean...
0: Ricky, he's a complicated guy, right? He's a bellend. <laughs> I think that's the word you're looking for. He's got
1: problems, like... Mm. There's no doubt that he has some pretty serious demons. He had, like, a really fucked up childhood... He's got problems with alcohol, I think, problems with anger. Um, He needs a hug more than anything, I think, and probably just a slap around the face as well at some points. Um, He's got talent. He very easily goes off the rails. But it would be kind of fun to watch him share a pitch with Zlatan, right?
0: (laughs) For about 10 seconds. Possibly just yeah. 10 seconds. I'm not sure I'd want to bother with the aftermatch interview though. With those two, um, it would be it would you could put that on pay per view and you could pay for his <laughs> transfer on his own. Uh, little bird says, With Ezequiel Palacios out for up to four months, who would you say should replace him next to Poncio? Personally, I'd put Nacho Fernandez in that spot and put Carrascal in Fernandez's more offensive position. But what do you guys think would be best? So, the first thing I'm going to respond to. Uh, here is that I've not seen Carrascal play I'm aware he's an attacking midfielder slash second striker but that's it so I wouldn't put him in he's, he's apparently making his debut for River's reserves tonight um, well we were saying
1: before recording started that River have a lot of depth in midfield yeah. you can put Enzo Perez in there exactly.
0: i bring Enzo Perez in yeah. or you have Poncio or Nacho Fernandez really as well but. I think that really Enzo Perez is probably ahead of Poncio at this stage at the moment and and I'd just play it as a four one three two one rather than a four two two two. yeah there's plenty of options which well. is what River did a yeah. few times last year so I, I think there are options obviously you're going to miss some sort of speed of the first pass out of the midfield with Palacios mm-hmm. out it's going to be a blow to River because he's become an increasingly important player for them. Yeah, It's, it's um, a pity
3: because he had, had just been improving his level because uh, in the first ma- during the first matches he was quite low yeah. and now he was quite better and, and, and this injury comes of course not in the, in the best moment but yes, uh, River has players to, to replace him and Gallardo always finds a way to, to adjust the team uh, according to what he wants the team to play, uh, independently of uh, one or two names, but uh, it will be a big loss anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, Lawrence Hart says, did you get my questions from yesterday? Yes, Lawrence, we did. Thank you for checking. Liam Kelly, who has no relation to me, says, I don't know if I mentioned previously, but the Copa Argentina draw... Oh, I don't know if it was mentioned previously, he means. He just said, actually, what he said is, don't know if mentioned previously. This is why full sentences are important people uh, says the proofreader but the Copa Argentina draw was made a few weeks ago we haven't mentioned it actually some interesting ties and potential ties mainly a super Clásico quarter final because we need another one of those don't we? <laughs> also congratulations to River's women for beating Boca 3-1 in the first game of the season you're quite right i meant mm. to set aside 5 minutes to talk about some of the results from the first weekend of the women's i think it's the it's actually the second half of the season, yes, isn't it? Between
2: Campeonato and
0: relegation. So, so, this is the bit where yes, yeah, so they split the league into two halves. And yeah, if um, anyone wants to keep tabs
2: on
1: Argentine women's football, they now have a special section for it on Promillas.
0: Oh, they More do. Website. Yes, I saw them tweet that earlier. Yeah, you're quite right. So we'll be using that in the future. And I apologise to the ladies for not mentioning the results this week. Lee Bartlett says, <laughs> "Will the rebuilt Estudiantes?" History... As I replied to Lee, he's got a one-track mind, because he seems to ask this question about every three weeks. Will the rebuilt Estudiantes ground be open for my next visit to Argentina in October-November?
1: And I think even Verón asks this question as much as Lee right? Yeah,
0: we we don't know, Lee. Um, Maybe, again, it was supposed to have been finished sometime in the middle of last year or this time last year or Mm. something, but it still isn't. So, who knows? Um, Casey... Cop says, did we ever find any culprits in the white powder scandal in Rosario? No, we didn't. Is it true that it was simply a Maradona sneeze? Sorry, that was too easy. I'll see myself <laughs> out. But in all seriousness, will Newells be punished for it? No. Nah, no, no. Will they hell? Um, Stephen Hooley, who I look forward to meeting for a pint on Saturday evening, because he's in Buenos Aires at the moment, even if he is a Man City fan, says, have you watched the Boca documentary on Netflix?
2: Nah. No. No. Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope.
0: And that's a no from me as well. Uh, So no, we haven't, Stephen. He says, it came across as being very contrived, not a patch on The Sunderland Till I Die, which is very gritty. And also on Netflix. Um, And that's it. Those are all of our questions. Thank you very much for them, gentlemen and ladies. Uh, Well, actually, no, gentlemen, because I think they're all gentlemen if you ask them as it happens. Um, Feel free to ask any questions you want, any week that you want. We'll be back next week. First of all, however, we have Mystic... I'm going to take the week off because we've had two people tweet me in their suggestions or rather one person's tweeted uh, our good friend John Allison, uh, mine and Tony's good friend John Allison at least, um, and one person has emailed me in, Jimmy Lee of Belgrano in English, uh, so I'm going to just set them off against each other, I think, Mm -hmm. this will be fun. So after this theme music, you're not going to hear Mystic Sam, you're going to hear Mystic Jimmy and Mystic John. Here we go, here are the predictions of these two brave gentlemen. Um, and then afterwards we'll have a very brief chat about what we think these fixtures are looking like this weekend. Um, Friday begins. Oh dear, they've done it in different order from one another, this is gonna be complicated. So, Belis versus Colon. Jimmy is going for a Bellis win. So's John. Neither of them, by the way, have seen each other's predictions, because John tweeted these in and-, and Jimmy emailed them to me a few hours before. Um, Union versus Atletico Tucuman. Jimmy says that that's a draw. John says that that's an Union victory. San Martín de Tucuman versus Belgrano. Jimmy, of course, is going for Belgrano. John's going for a draw. On Saturday, San Lorenzo versus Newells. Jimmy has gone for a draw. John has bravely decided not to predict this one. So, in theory, Jimmy's got a big um, advantage <laughs> here uh, of having actually predicted all the matches. Gimnasia vs Defensa y Justicia Jimmy is going for Defensa y Justicia As is John San Martin de San Juan vs Independiente Jimmy is going for Independiente And John is going for Independiente This is going to a bit boring isn't it Sunday Tacheres vs Huracán Jimmy says Huracán oh, John god. says Huracán <laughs> Central vs Tigre Jimmy says Draw John says Draw Oh god This isn't going well Boca vs Lanús Jimmy says Draw John says draw Poundfield versus River they've both gone for River Argentinos versus Estudiantes Jimmy's gone for Estudiantes oh good John's gone for Argentinos to win that for some reason um, and Racing versus Godoy Cruz a little bit more predictably they've both gone for Racing to win that one um, so this one's going to be decided on one or two matches which are going to go one way or the other and a whole load which aren't um what do we think of the, the main fixtures that stand out from this one gents because there are no classicos this weekend um, I think Tasheris versus Orican could, yes. could be interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, Banfield versus Reaver, as you were saying Dan Banfield's games have been high scoring so far if not necessarily always for Banfield's points of view um, that one I'm not going to say it could go either way because I think River should be quite heavy favourites for it <laughs> It's going to be an interesting be one Crispo against you know, it's really like, against one of his former clubs yeah. of course, yes
3: uh, I would point San Lorenzo Nils if San Lorenzo improves of course uh, as a potential good, good match Yeah I don't think, I think so
0: But possibly putting a little bit too much faith in San Lorenzo to, um, to improve to play uh, football unfortunately R-
3: Racing or the Cruz could be also It's again kind of Racing are obliged yeah.
1: to win pretty much Yeah, regardless of what Defensive Odissia and they'll
0: be playing after Defensive Odissia again so they will have do you think that affects the psychology the fact that until now we've had a few times where Defensive Odissia have played before and have drawn level with Racing, and then Racing have played the next day or two days later whereas now if Defensive Odissia win they'll they'll go ahead of Racing. does does that ramp the pressure up even more do you think possibly um, I think
1: there's enough pressure to be going along with in the Racing camp as it is like
0: I don't know if it makes that much difference hmm. Central versus Tigre so having talked earlier on about how high scoring Tigre's recent games have been they're way to Central the unstoppable forcing into the mobile object, indeed, object Yeah. except not particularly unstoppable uh, but yes going forward <laughs> and that score. Uh, it, it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag I think this weekend actually there, there are plenty of games that I don't think like, that I look at and think oh that, that should be okay but yeah. there are none that are really leaping out at me, like, oh, that's going to be a fantastic game. We shall um, see.
1: Banfield-River could be there. river has the, got some potential. Yeah. The highlight of the, yeah. the weekend.
0: Uniones Atletico-Tucuman could be surprising, mm. possibly. And Vélez-Colon, actually, as well, on Friday evening, yeah. maybe. Um, but we shall see. We'll find out very soon. If you're listening to this... Well, you are listening to this, aren't you? And I'm not talking to the four guys behind uh, around the table with me. Uh, keep listening after this final theme music and I will give you the full-time scores from Corinthians versus Racing in the Sudamericana, which kicked off six minutes ago and is currently goalless. And also, of course, from Rosario Central versus River Plate, uh, which is kicking off in just over half an hour. Thank you very much indeed for listening to us for another week. Please become paid. Oh, by the way, John's gone for a bonus track as well. He's predicting how is to beat the Lions by more than 10 points in the Super Rugby, as if anybody cares. John does, but... but I, I do, do a little bit. But, yeah. um, if you're not already a Patreon supporter, please become a Patreon supporter. If you are, then you're going to get the benefit of uh, three of us recording an episode of Hand of Pod Extra in a few minutes while downstairs at the television looking away from the microphone. Oh, what, what? Which is understandable. <laughs> uh, for now, it's thanks very much indeed. Don't forget to tweet in the craziest way in which you followed your team from long distance along with the correct answers, please, to what's the nickname of Boca Juniors Stadium and what's the name of the River Plate player who scored their second goal in the Beren and Bale in December. Um, For now, thanks and goodbye from Tony. Bye. Andres. Thank you, goodbye. English Jam. Goodbye. And me, goodbye. Two full-time scores to give you from the evening's matches. They're both 1-1. Uh, Racing took a half-time lead um, away to Corinthians in the Copa Sudamericana and were pegged back with quite a late goal in a match that uh, by all accounts they really ought to have closed out and just now in Rosario Central versus the River has finished 1-1 you remember we told you earlier on to look up the Juan Fernando Quintero free kick on Sunday um, against Racing well look up Juan Fernando Quintero's goal against Central as well because it might have been even better uh, and it was a really entertaining match bye for now